Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Lucky Star Show and Tell podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Field, owner and director of Lucky Star Art Camp, a women's art and a whole living sleepaway camp held annually on the banks of the Guadalupe River in Hunt, Texas. On today's podcast, I'll be talking to Ashley Brown. Ashley has read hundreds of books, taken multiple courses, and tried dozens of techniques to overcome the challenges she's faced to feel happier in her daily life. She is excited to offer Joy Jumpstart happiness consultations to share what she's learned with others and help them create happier, more fulfilling lives. Ashley has shared her quest to find joy in both the everyday and the extraordinary on her blog, joydetectives.com. She is also the author of the multiple award-winning guide, A Beautiful Morning, How a Morning Ritual Can Feed Your Soul and Transform Your Life. Her writing has also appeared in Yoga Journal, Thrive Global, The Daily Positive, The Red Tricycle, The Eden Magazine, and the anthology song of Ourself, Voices in Unison. And this year, she is offering Joy Jumpstart Happiness Consultations as an extra at camp. Welcome to the podcast, Ashley Brown. Today's episode is brought to you by No Issue. Hey, Lisa, I want to create some cool packaging for my business. Oh, yeah, no issue. Okay, but who should I use who cares about the environment, customizes to my brand, and is easy to work with? No issue. Okay, yeah, I get it's no issue, but who does that? No issue does that. I worked with them on my registration boxes, and their products are not only sustainable, but they're also beautiful. Check out www.noissue.co to learn all about the products they create to make your brand really stand out. It's no issue. Hello, Ashley Brown. How are you? I'm good, Lisa. How are you doing? Great. It's so good to see you. And have you on the podcast? I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Oh my gosh. So to start off, I just want to ask you, like, so you, you've been coming to Lucky Star for how many years now? I think seven. I think I started in 2016. Okay. So I'm pretty sure you've done a road trip here, right? Yes. You yes. started out flying and then drove across the country when you decided <laughs> that you wanted to teach a class one year and have all your stuff with you. And so tell me what that's like. Yeah. So yeah. So for people who don't know, I live in Florida, right? And camp is in Hunt, Texas. And so it's a very long drive. Like I've never done it straight, um, but I, I break it up because I have a friend in Houston that I stay with overnight on the way. Uh, but I flew the first couple of years and it was just really complicated to fly. And there was always an issue with the flights. And um, I just was really concerned that I might one day miss a connection or something or have delays and not be able to get to camp on time. And I was like, I can't have that happen. So, um, and then I was teaching that one year and I decided to, you know, bring all my stuff with me. So I did the road trip and it actually, it's really pretty cool. You know, it's, I go from here to Houston in one day and that's about eight hours. And then, um, I go from Houston to hunt, which I think is like five, five and a half, something like that. So it's not bad. And you grew up in New Orleans, didn't you? Yes. 
I did. I grew up in New Orleans. Um, I got lucky because my dad, uh, we were living in Georgia. I was born there in a little small town, and he got a job in New Orleans and moved us there when I was seven. And so it was a complete culture change, but I really loved it. It was a wonderful place to grow up. Oh, yeah. And it's... uh it's not like the New Orleans that we think of when we think of like Bourbon Street. I no. had the recent the recent experience of uh, one of our sons going to culinary school and he did an externship at the Jack Rose, which is oh, a yeah. restaurant in the Pontchartrain Hotel yeah. in the Garden District. And so we got to see that nice, slow, southern front porch sitting lifestyle, which is so such a far cry from what you yes. think of when you think New Orleans and Mardi Gras and all of that. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely, definitely more the way the locals live, you know, as opposed to that crazy partying that you see in the French Quarter all the time. It's more yeah. of a, just a, yeah. of an appreciation for life and a, um, having fun every day, but in a little bit more measured way. <laughs> <than laughs> yeah. <that. laughs> I love it there. I think it's so beautiful. It is. So what... What took you guys to Florida? What, how'd you end up in Florida? So uh, my husband and I got married and he was not from New Orleans. He was actually from South Carolina and we didn't think we wanted to stay in New Orleans forever. And so we were trying to figure out where we wanted to go. And we were in uh, Destin, Florida for our honeymoon, which is like our favorite place. And uh, we thought, well, you know, it'd be pretty sweet to live somewhere like this, you know. So we started driving around and looking and we found Pensacola, which is just down the highway and uh, realized it was actually a a town. We didn't know much about it and we drove through it and like the feel of it. There's a downtown area that's very historic and looks a lot like the French Quarter. Um, So we felt really comfortable here and we just decided to take the plunge and move here. That's awesome. So our oldest daughter just moved to North Venice Beach, Florida. Ooh, yeah. Just about, gosh, it's about two months ago, and she's loving it. I mean, she's like, she's a sales engineer, and she can work from anywhere, and she just needed to be kind of near-ish to an airport. So she's about 30 mm-hmm. miles from Tampa, but she's like posting pictures and video from the beach almost yeah. daily. I mean, she's like... <laughs> Living her best life there. Yes. <laughs> and we just yeah, went to great. Seaside and that whole Alice Beach and all mm-hmm. of that area for the first time ever this June uh-huh. and fell in love with it. Like, I, I love so it. So pretty, isn't it? It's so pretty. So it's such a beautiful pretty. stretch. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I totally get uh, the whole Florida thing. You know, Sean Stratman, she and her husband just bought a beach house in Vero Beach. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. yeah, we've got some connections in Florida. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Well, we have to, yeah, one of these days you've got to come and do a pop-up over here this yeah. way. Yeah. Get some of the cool? people that live, you know, East Coast and, and this area. Right. That'd be super fun. That would be so fun. Well, okay, so you moved to Florida and what was life like when you first moved there? What What were you doing? It was pretty cool. I had been working uh, in a corporate position. I was a communications manager for a big international company. And prior to that, I had been in advertising. And so when we moved, I went freelance, which was really great. 
and just did freelance writing and marketing and PR and that sort of thing. And um, my husband was a musician and he had a band and so he kept playing in the band. And so we had a little bit of a, um, a flexible lifestyle for a while up until we, you know, had a child <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it got a lot less flexible. <laughs> yeah, I know how that is. So what, first off, how did you find Lucky Star? And like, how old was your son when you first came to camp? And like, when yeah, was so, 2016? So he was, let's see, 2016, how many years? That was, I just said seven, right? So seven, he was yeah. 11, 10 years old, I think. I feel mm-hmm. like he was even younger than that, but certainly around there. Um, and I was actually looking for summer camps for him. And I was like, man, I want to go to camp, (laughs) you know, like this sucks, you know, I'm tired of being an adult and, you know, being a mom. And I got to go to summer camp once when I was a kid and I loved it and it was so much fun. And uh, I thought, you know, surely there are summer camps for grown up women somewhere, you know, so I Googled that and Lucky Star came up in a blog post that I found, you know, that a woman had written about uh, going. And I read the description. I was like, oh, wow. And um, so then I went on your website and I saw that it was in November. And this was in like, I don't know, I guess late spring or something. And yeah. I was so psyched. And, you know, I went to my husband and I was like, listen, you know, because I had never, <laughs> I think I had spent like maybe one night away at that point. I had not done yeah you know, girls trips really or anything. Like I had not, I'd been really focused on like momming really hard. And, uh, you know, I was like, listen, this is, you know, it's far away. It's going to be a week pretty much that I'm gone. And, you know, and, uh, but I really want to do this. And he's like, yes, absolutely. You know, we'll figure it out. You know, so I registered and I was, I was so excited. (laughs) So what was your first impression when you came? Like, tell me, It's always cool, especially for people who haven't been before, but it's cool for me to like see it with fresh eyes again, you know, and to hear Mm -hmm. the story coming from someone else. So what did you think when you first got there? And I've heard stories where people are like, oh my gosh, I was like, what have I gotten myself into? And then (laughs) all of a sudden they were like, oh, this is cool. What was yeah, your story? I was really, I was really nervous about it because I didn't know anybody and I was coming by myself and I'm pretty introverted, pretty shy. And I was like, what, you know, how's this going to be? Um, but when I, the first thing I did was because I was flying, I took the shuttle uh, in from the airport, from San Antonio airport. And you had said, you know, on the Facebook page, like, you know, try to hook up with other people who are coming in and split yeah. the shuttle. And so I did that with like three other people. And so we ended up talking on the way up and got to be friends. And so then I came in feeling like at least I know a couple of people, which was really nice. Right. Um, but I swear when we turned in, cause I'd seen a couple of pictures of Waldemar on the website, but when we turned in and like pulled up, to Waldemar, I was like, oh, like, this is heaven. Like, it's so beautiful. And even pictures, they just don't do it justice. It's, it's, no. it's not only gorgeous, but there's just such a sense of peace and, you know, and magic there. It's just the most amazing restorative place. Um, so, you know, that was wonderful. And then you, you go into the whole registration and everything and starting to meet people and you make your little bag and, 
I just was like, oh, this is actually, this is going to be really <laughs> cool. And then I had dinner and I was like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> like this food is unbelievably good. And I was like, oh yeah. And like, made with <laughs> such intention and love. Yes. Well, yeah, you can taste it, right? Like you can totally tell sure. that they, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then of course, I mean, just every class, um, I, you know, I, I didn't consider myself to be, I like the idea of being creative, but I didn't consider myself to be creatively talented in terms of doing any sort of art. Uh, yeah. but everything was so like the instructors were so nice and they were kind and they were really like helpful to beginners. And, and there was no sense of like, you had to have any prior knowledge to do a good job. And there was none, there was no doing a good job. You know, it was like, you were just doing this to have fun. And yeah. that was really refreshing. That was really wonderful. Oh, that's, that's cool. That makes me happy to hear <laughs> your story. So what got you into, well, what, what made you start Joy Detectives, your blog? Mm -hmm. So I, um, had, uh, my son in 2004 and when I was pregnant with him, we were here in Pensacola and I was about eight months pregnant and there was this huge hurricane, hurricane Ivan. It was category four. It was the year before hurricane Katrina. I remember came. him. And it was supposed to go somewhere else. And so we were here cause we didn't expect it to come here and it took a last minute shift and it hit almost directly right by Pensacola and it hit at night and it was really terrifying. And we were in our house with our dogs and, you know, we had this huge uh, oak tree out front and it fell through the roof and like into the oh house, like at 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, we'd lost power oh that my happened. God. and like all night long because it was really slow moving storm. It didn't leave until like eight in the morning. So like all night we're in there huddled in the one room, uh, furthest away from that room, listening to it like rain in the house and the wind outside that was super loud. And we're thinking, you know, the roof's going to come off and I'm going to go into labor because that's yeah. what they always say. Right. And, oh like, you know, we were terrified. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was terrifying. So we go through that. And then of course, you know, we had to evacuate after because there wasn't power for weeks. Um, we had, to, I had to go to my grandmother's in Georgia and Jim kept coming down to fix the house and get things started and all that. And it was just like a nightmare. And of course the beautiful nursery that we'd had all set up got totally messed up. And so it was this whole thing. So it was very stressful. Uh, yeah. and then, um, I had, um, my son and I had had these grand plans of having like natural childbirth and all that stuff. Cause I was very much, you know, against having any sort of drugs and everything. I thought I could just rock in there and, you know, do the whole thing. Yeah. No problem. Uh, and after like 13 hours of attempting natural mm -hmm. childbirth, I ended up having to have an emergency C-section, Oh God! which was totally not the plan. Um, and so that was kind of traumatic as well. So after those two things kind of, you know, back to back and then becoming a mom and I was sort of hit with this, um, anxiety that I had not had before over being a mom. And like, I would be terrified that something would happen to him. And I was just constantly like hovering over him and I couldn't leave him because I was afraid to. And it was just this really completely alien feeling because I was used to being really in control and in charge. And I thought I was a really strong person and all that. And so I went through that, you know, for about a year or so after the birth of trying to, to get 
back through that and, and figuring out there was, you know, some postpartum depression and, and PTSD and all that. And so I made it through that, but then I was just really focused on being a really good mom and, you know, and making that work. And I guess in my way, you know, in my mind a little bit, you know, making up for that beginning because it was a little bit yeah. stressful. <laughs> um, so I did not do, you know, a lot for myself for those first, I don't know, seven, eight years, especially. Um, and then I slowly started as I got to be sort of like, just, you know, not terrified all the time. Um, I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not very happy, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm managing, but yeah. I've, I've lost a lot of what I used to be able to, you know, do for, for fun and, and kind of lost that person a little bit. So I really wanted to, um, get back into that and, and then get better than, than the way that I was before. So I started seeking out ways to feel better. And, um, at one point I, that phrase popped in my head, joy detective. And I was like, yeah, that's, you know, it's kind of what I'm being, but I didn't really know what to do with it. So I just kind of remembered it, but never did anything with it. And then, um, uh, in 2017, I was taking a writing class, an online writing class. And, um, somebody said something about, you know, you should start a blog or whatever. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh no, you know, not me, you know, but in, I ended up doing it. And I was like, that's it. That's the title of the blog. I'm going to write about trying to be happier things that I'm discovering along the way. And then I'm going to title it that. So that's how it came I to be. I love that. I love that. It's such a great name. Thank you. So you, I, I, I'm, I've read in your bio that you took a lot of classes, read a lot of books, online classes, mm -hmm. in-person classes probably as well, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of things, seeking out this thing that you felt like was missing. Mm -hmm. And then you just started writing about it in your blog, the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like I, there's several entries in there about going to Lucky Star and, you know, what I was, what my initial thoughts were of how it was going to be and then how it really turned out to be and how much more amazing it was than I even anticipated. Or, you know, I did something, um, I read a book about these women who were trying uh, a new experience every week. And now having come to camp and met, um, I can't remember her Janet name. Smith. Yes, Janet. Who does, mm -hmm. um, she's 60, 60 new experiences. Uh -huh. Is that the, yeah. yeah. Her Instagram. She's on like her third oh, iteration. <laughs> yes. Yes. When she turned 60, that was her idea was to do 60 new experiences in one year, uh, which I thought was amazing. And so it's that kind of thing. And so I started doing that, but I only did like, I don't know, I think I did one a month for, for my yeah. thing for one year, but I tried, I tried surfing cause I'd always wanted to learn how to surf. And I did a couple of other things like that to kind of stretch myself. And that was really cool. I mean, she's definitely onto something with how having that yeah. mindset of looking for new experiences definitely keeps you growing, you know? For sure. I love that. So it's, I don't know which year it was after you came to camp, but it seems like I know it wasn't the first year, um, but you wrote a book. Yeah. Yeah. That was in 2018. So um, I had started the blog, I think in 2017. And then at the same time, I was experimenting with some different stuff about um, just making my daily routine 
more supportive and, and feeling better during my daily life. Cause you know, it's really easy to be happy when you're on vacation or when you have something to look forward to or on the weekend when yeah. you have, you know, fun, but in the middle of the week, when you're just kind of slogging through your routine, you know, like how do you get happy or feel better? And yeah. one of the things that I realized was that I was, I was hitting the snooze button a lot cause I've never been an early riser. And so every morning I would keep hitting my snooze button and then I would have to like jump out of bed uh, at the last minute. And it, it got me like I would start every day with all this adrenaline, you know, like feeling like I was late and rushed. And so then the whole day would feel like that. And it was really unpleasant and I would be really grumpy. And, you know, so I was like, I, I need to switch that up. So I started just um, not using the snooze button, but um staying in bed for a minute and just like doing some stretches and some deep breathing and like starting the day a little more peacefully and then looked into some other things I could do and just sort of started creating this morning ritual that helped me start the day in a much better place. And then one morning as I was sitting outside drinking my coffee as part of my morning ritual, I was like, you know, I bet that all these women that I follow, these amazing women, these authors I've read and people whose courses I've taken and things like that, I bet they do this too. You know, like I'm, I'd be curious to know how they start their day. And then I was like, you know, that could be a book. I was like, huh, you know, maybe I could write that book. Yeah. Um, and Lucky Star actually really helped me with it too, because I think three, two or three of the people that I met there are in the book because I started reaching out to all these people that I knew and saying, Hey, do you happen to have a morning routine? You know, and like Carrie, Carrie Wilt, she has an amazing yeah. one. It was super She's cool. And so I interviewed, one. yeah, I interviewed her and um, Stacey Wooster and I think somebody else too. And, you know, and so I ended, ended up interviewing all these women about their morning rituals. And I, and I created this book about morning rituals and, and had to create your own. And that was really fun. That's such a great idea and such great advice too. what you just said about the snooze button. I mean, I could, mm. I could stand to listen to that a little bit. <laughs> I know that um, our youngest daughter, she was, she was just born knowing what she wants, you know, and not taking no for an answer. And those are all great <laughs> things. And she's going to be this awesome young woman. And, but as a little kid, it was hard. And I've always said, like, I am not good at routines and consistency. Mm. Like, I forget to put on deodorant every day. You know, I mean, I'm just <laughs> like, I am not very good at routine, but I am, I, I can be ritualistic in chunks of time, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have seen that, for instance, waking my, if, if I were to hit snooze, 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 and then wake her up in a panic, it started her day off yeah. badly and mine as well. And then there was just this mm -hmm. struggle and it made yeah. our mornings hell, you know, when mm -hmm. she was in kinder first but I, and I didn't realize that my stress was bleeding over into her little self, you know, yeah. in the mornings. And so once I figured that out, and, and it was probably Carrie who was like, wake her up about 30 minutes earlier, Lisa, and see what that does. 
And sure enough, it just gave her some time to process in the morning and, you know, not have that, that stressed start to the day. Yeah. And it worked out well for me as well, obviously. Yeah. So ah, that is such good advice and such a simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. You probably yeah, all, and you probably have all kinds of tricks like that. <laughs> I have learned a few, yeah. And what you said about, you know, it bleeding over into her, I mean, that's really the thing, that's sort of the thing that, that has led me to this whole happiness consultation thing that Joy Detectives has grown into because our emotions, I mean, they've actually studied this. It's scientifically proven that our emotions are contagious. You know, if you think about you've been around somebody who's really angry or really sad, I mean, you feel that and it goes out, mm-hmm. you know, into the air and, you know, you you affect the people around you the way that you feel and the stronger your emotions are, the more the other people are affected. So, you know, when we, f- a lot of times as women, you know, we feel like prioritizing our own happiness is selfish because we're raised to take care of everybody else, put everybody else first and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, you know, if your mood and your feelings affect everybody in your family, then isn't it actually, you know, really much kinder to everyone for you to be in a happy and calm space, you know, then you're going to ripple that feeling out and, you know, instead of the negative stuff. So that's why I think it's really important. mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Right. (laughs) Right. You know, (laughs) I mean, just, yeah, you know, I mean, imagine, you know, in the world, especially these days, gosh, with all the stress, you know, nobody needs any more of that. And what could our world be like if most people were happier? I'd be a completely different place. Completely different. So, Ashley, tell us about the service that you're offering at camp. You're not teaching a class this year, but you're actually um, providing a service for everyone for as an extra outside of class time. So tell us about it. What's it called? And give us a description. Yeah. So what I'm doing, um, like Lisa said, it's an extra. Um, It is called Joy Jumpstarts. And it's just a one-on-one happiness consultation. And if people aren't familiar with extras, they're like little things you can do outside of regular class time, like in the afternoon, in between class and dinner. And these are 30-minute sessions. And what we'll do is we'll go somewhere peaceful and private, like down by the river or something, and we'll have a conversation and talk about, um, you know, what their current daily life is like, what their daily routines are like, what maybe challenges they're facing or issues they're having about, you know, being happier. And then I will give them some um, simple, easy to implement ideas that they can use to boost their everyday happiness. And some of those will happen, you know, it'll be, I'll be able to do it right off the top of my head during our conversation. And then Others will come to me. I'll afterwards. I'll look over my notes and I'll create a customized report for them, and I'll email that to them after camp with some resources and things like that. This is so awesome. I I think this is going to be really great, and I can just see you sitting next to someone down by the river, and mm-hmm. like what I just confessed to you about how horrible our mornings were, you know, it's that kind of thing that someone else is dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're a mom or not, I mean, this is, this is 
Yes. It could be anything. It could be some challenge at work. It could be a challenge in your relationship with your significant other. It could be a challenge with a friend, a child, anything that's holding you back from being your best self and being your happiest self in your daily life. And I love how you you said that because it is easy to be on easy to be happy when you're on vacation or when you have something to look forward to, but injecting it into the day to day is so important because that's how we affect others. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, not in just small chunks of time, but our day to day, if we could be consistently happier people day to day, we could definitely positively impact others. And it's obviously going to impact your own life as well. Right. I love this. Yeah. Well, so how can people find Joy Detectives and what you're doing uh, are you are you offering this? I know you're offering it at camp, but are you doing this um, all the time? Like, can do you yeah. do it mm-hmm. online? Because mm-hmm. so yeah, I can do it online. Get a hold of you and yeah. do a consultation like via Zoom or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got it. Um, everything is sort of outlined on my website, which is joydetectives.com. Uh, but they could, we could do a bit by zoom or just a regular phone call. You know, some people don't like to be on zoom, which I totally get. Um, and, uh, it's a variety of packages, um, from just the conversation to, you can have the conversation and then I can also create a customized care package that they can get afterwards that sort of speaks to some of the stuff that we've talked about. Um, and a few other things. So yeah, those are all on the offerings page on my website. And then on Instagram, I am a uh, joy detective, Ashley Brown. Joy detective, Ashley Brown. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Okay, everyone. So you're going to get a chance to sign up. Do you want people signing up in advance for this one or on sign up sheets there or both? How do you want to do it? I think we could probably do both. I don't know what you're doing with the other extras. If you're going to be sending something out, you know, about advanced signups, but certainly if people are interested, you know, you can just have them email me directly. Um, And then, you know, once we get to camp, we can kind of figure out timing and everything. Yeah. Certainly I'll have have some already. Yeah. You have some already down in advance and then you can fill in around that with the signups Mm -hmm. at camp. I think that would be great. So I ask everyone, and you already know this because you've been listening. So if you had something to show and tell for us today, what would that be? Mm -hmm. So the latest thing I've discovered, and this is courtesy of Roxanne Glazer, who is teaching Mm -hmm. at Lucky Star this year, super doodle doodle girl on Instagram. Um, It's a, uh, I took an online art journaling class from her this summer, and it's called Neurographic Art. Have you heard of it? It is showing Lisa now, but there are pictures of this on my Instagram feed. It's just this really super easy doodling practice that is so, 
soothing and like anybody can do it and it looks amazing it looks like you have all this talent but you so don't have to have pretty. any talent at all and it's just you, you, you make like these loopy um doodles and then everywhere that a line crosses over a line where it forms like an X, you round those corners because our brains, they don't like sharp edges. They find rounded things to be more soothing. So you round everything and then you end up with all these really organic looking ovals and, and circles. And then you fill it in with color and you doodle on it. And it's like, I mean, it just, it's total bliss. It just totally zins you out when you're doing it. It's awesome. I love that. I love that. It reminds me, I used to do, I think it was my kindergarten or first grade teacher. I mean, I remember this because it was significant to me and I've been doing it for the rest of my life where she just had us just start out doing that, you know, that swirling around and, mm -hmm. and then we would connect it at a point and then start coloring in all those different shapes, you know, that uh -huh. were contained. And uh -huh. like, I still, that's my go-to doodle to this day. Wow. And it, it's, it just, like you said, it, it feels good mm -hmm. to your senses and it's easy. Anyone can do it. I love that. that that's yeah. a good show and tell. Thanks. <laughs> thank and you, And yours Roxanne. are so pretty. <laughs> thank, <laughs> yeah, you. thank you. Roxanne. Roxanne's the gift that keeps on giving. Totally. Totally. <laughs> well, Ashley, it was so nice to have you on the podcast today and to get to know you a little better. And I can't wait for your extra this year. And I can't wait to see you in person in November. It won't be long and we'll Thank all be you. together again. I know. I can't wait for it either. It's, it's like it can't come fast enough. I'm so excited for this year. And thank you for having me on. This was fun. Hi, you're welcome. See you soon. Okay, bye. Lucky Star is a women's art and whole living sleepaway camp that takes place each fall in the Texas Hill Country. For dates and more information about our upcoming camps, visit our website at www.luckystarartcamp.com or find us on Instagram at Lucky Star Art Camp.